evening, good afternoon, good night, good morning, good year. Whenever you listen, thank you so much for um, tuning in to Late and Disorganized. I apologize, but this will be a full episode. I mean, I apologize not because, like, you don't want that. <laughs> the, one, the one suck. I mean, I'm having to put out full episodes. But, um... As we always get started with the relationship segment, I wanted to do the relationship segment on what is your relationship with um, forgiveness. Now, some of you can, just by hearing the word forgiveness, summon the feeling that you feel when you forgive someone. Or... It's just so natural to you. It's something that you can easily identify right away. Um, And for those of you out there in the world that can do that, I applaud you. That's great. That's awesome. I mean, you are blessed, and I hope that you know how blessed you are. Now, the rest of us. (laughs) The funniest thing about forgiveness is the way that you think about it. Like, what is forgiveness in relation to how it applies to you? Is it a feeling? Is it a thought? Is it an action? You can't really put anything definitive on what forgiveness is. So when it comes to you, is like how do you know when you have forgave someone now you can tell yourself that I forgive them because I no longer feel anger towards them but is it you no longer feel anger towards them because the feeling isn't it as intense or do you no longer feel anger towards them because when they do something it doesn't make you upset like let's take the idea of someone who stole money from you and that money was very important to you and they crossed you so you weren't going to forgive them. But that forgiveness, that lack of forgiveness in this situation may have caused you trouble or trauma. Or I know it's kind of weird to go with this off of a money situation, but I think we all get money, so I'm trying to do it universal. But um, let's say that your lack of forgiveness ended up hurting you too. So, you work on your anger towards that person and you're able to find over time of not communicating with them because you just didn't deal with them because you you didn't forgive them that the feelings, the dopamine high of anger wore off. You're no longer angry at them. So when you see them, 
It's like, eh. The, the emotional feeling I felt when I thought of them is gone, so I'm just going to let it go. But I'm not going to forget. So you fuck with them, and let's say you see them out stunting. And they bring up about, about how they got their money and how it was hard work. And you're like, this motherfucker stole from me. All of a sudden, the anger's back, isn't it? <laughs> so did you forgive them? What is forgiveness? That's a wild thing. We can say we're not mad at someone anymore. We can say we don't worry about the past. Are those two things in combination forgiveness? What's your relationship with forgiveness? What do you think? That's the thing. What's what you think forgiveness is? We all try. That's why it's one of the hardest things to do. Because from the moment we're born, we feel a multitude of emotions. It's easy to identify what happiness, sadness, anger, passion. You know, it's easy to identify what those things are because you feel them strongly from the moment that you're born. But you don't feel forgiveness until you can get over some shit that somebody did to you. But then how do you get over some shit somebody did to you if you don't even know what that shit feels like? (laughs) That's why forgiveness is the hardest fucking thing to do. It's like growing a new arm. Our third one. Impossible. So, that's why forgiveness is, in my mind, what you deem it to be. Because it's nothing definitive. No one knows how that feels. It's what they decided it feels like. So some of us say, I forgave that person because I'm no longer always mad when I think of them. Be at peace, you forgave. That doesn't mean you have to be around them. Some people will say my ability to still be mad at you, but be around you where before I couldn't be because I was disgusted by you is forgiveness. And I would say to that person, be at peace. 
you forgave. A lot of times we hold ourselves accountable too strong when it comes to forgiveness. Forgiveness is what you deem it to be. But what is your personality when it comes to, whoa, what the fuck are we talking about? I'm sorry, I'm buzzed. What are we talking about? What is your uh, relationship with forgiveness? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I went so deep into me, I got lost. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Um, Uh, uh, this yeah, this is the relationship segment. Thank you so much for being here with me while we go through that. Uh, we're gonna move on to uh, the disorganized segment. Let's go. segment. It could be late or disorganized, but I feel like right now it's more disorganized because I don't feel like I'm late on this. Um, I actually feel like I have a viewpoint on this that won't even be the standard viewpoint or is a wildly, widely healthy viewpoint or you know, some of you may have come across something nearby this in your mind or even of this in your mind. And like with me, a lot of times I find I find that I'll have an inkling or a feeling about something, but I can't really quite like put it where it needs to be, like to make it a nice picture to why you can point out you know what what it actually is like you got parts but you don't know how it all come together I was thinking about um, when you think about how we all nowadays just look at things as people and the fact that what you know is usually just what surrounds you the most. What you see most often is what you can recognize. And once you're able to recognize it, you can put it away as whether or not something is a danger Something's there for good. Something's there for excitement. You just know what something is. So even though within these elements there is danger, it's the fact that you know what kind of danger it is that you cannot be constantly amped at the thought that it's there. But that all comes from what we 
have around us the most. It's what we feel the most comfortable in just because we're able to recognize. Now, once we get out of what we can recognize, what we see is based on references that we try to then apply to ourselves. So even if it's something you can't understand, you can understand how it relates to you and then you take that and how that that relates to you. Well, let me say it a different way. Like say you're from the hood and you are out and about in a diverse area and you see someone dressed like a golf girl. Now, to you, that's some weird shit because that's not anything resembling what you see. So instead of it just being some weird shit, you take what you deem to be weird and how you feel about things that are weird and you put those two together. So instead of it being some weird shit that you can put away as weird shit, you have to make sense of it. So now you have to attach it to what you feel about weird shit. So say you from the hood and you see a golf girl and one day you're watching um, some show, movie, whatever, and, and there's a golf girl on the movie or the show or whatever. Now, there's a the show goes out of its way to explain the golf girl and women who are into doing that. So now you have a reference point. It starts to become weird and it starts to become different. So now you apply that to what you think of as different. But everything, nothing ever leaves your reference point. The same amount of weird that you have in your reference point, once you're able to identify it outside your reference point, it now becomes... Within your reference point, you just see equally as just that thing. It's just weird. But that's the great thing about film, movies, movies, radio, magazines, like back in the um, early, not the, well, for, for me, around the 90s, to where these things are being prevalent enough and in, in a spirit that's outside your spirit that you can actually identify what they are. So then now, if you ever see them out and about and you are in that reference, even if you don't know them, you know of them. But you never really know them. But at the same time, it keeps you safe. It keeps you feeling like you, you everything around you is normal because... You're able to place it. Even if it's not totally accurate. Because that person who's dressed like that. May not be doing it for the motivations. That you're aware of. But you have at least have a reference point. Of where those motivations come from. But it's easier. To create. The character in your mind. Because you only have one reference point. To come from. To go by. Now, the thing about social media and the comment sections and just the Internet in general is that now (laughs) there are 
you, you, you gain access to all the reference points for that one thing. So before where you thought that one thing had one type of personality, now you know that one thing can have over a hundred different types of personality or reference points of why they're doing what they're doing. So when you see it, you can't, you don't know where to put it. Because <laughs> it could be anything. So unless you talk to it and find out, and even then, you'll feel like you might be being fooled. So now it's like before when we all had reference points because we knew so little, we could our minds could separate what fit where. Because even though I can look at it and I don't understand it, I have one reference point of what it might be. Now, because everyone has more representation and more different, like this, we we're lear- as we're learning that nothing is a monolith, like we're really learning that, our minds weren't ready for that shit. So it's like we're getting force-fed something that our minds were just not ready for. We were not ready to know that, like, like for men, men always had limited viewpoints of women. You had your homemaker, you had your church girl, you had your blah blah, your next, your, your uh, the, the girl next door. You had the one you called the hoe. You had the one that was somewhat easy. You had, but you had reference points for them, and you didn't have to care about <laughs> what made them up because as long as they fit in a reference point, it was safe. Now it's like you could think that the church girl. Was just a church girl. She was a nice and blah blah blah. And now you're realizing that it ain't just one type of church girl. <laughs> like she go to church, but she gonna hit the club. She go to church, but she gonna hit the street. She go to church, but she still she's still gonna uh you know be on the block. Cause she's gonna be in the is this 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 so and and then even if you give them that role. That doesn't mean that that's a part of the personality that just that as in the world. There's so now when we look at things, the more we consume, the more different Rolodexes we have for references for what we're seeing, what it could be. So now imagine you're standing you're standing in front of something. Imagine a big wheel with a little pin like on um, the price is right where you would hit the wheel and then click 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 click. You know, like a up, like a like a tall, uh, what do you call it, roulette wheel. So you meet someone, and now your 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 roulette wheel is going click 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 click, trying to figure out where do I place you. <laughs> but the whole thing is that the road, the roulette wheel was always wrong. It was always the incorrect way of seeing things. The roulette wheel is not needed. Because no one person is one thing. That sense of being safe because you understood something was always false. But we weren't slowly brought to the understanding. We're not slowly being brought to the understanding of 
there is no definite. There is no safety. And when I say safety, I mean, there are some people who feel like I grew up in a place where I never felt safe. That's not the, the safety I'm talking about. There is no definite. Everything can be anything and everything at the same time. So while our minds are trying to take what we have now and try to click it into a reference point, the more we're on our phones, the more we consume about social media, the more viewpoints get out there. And as viewpoints get out there and viewpoints are questioned, people start to break their viewpoints in half. They might believe one thing and they get pressed on that one thing with evidence that goes against that one thing. So they'll say, okay, I can come to terms with the fact that you are correct. So now my viewpoint in this one thing isn't as unshaken. And now they have two things. And if someone come and, comes and challenges one of the two things and the two things become three things before something is broken down to where you can understand every viewpoint everything about it so you don't have a concrete way of looking at things and if that is not the way that you're used to thinking that is the reason why people are breaking down because if your mind can't handle that if your mind can't handle that you're going to break that's why we look at right now everyone says that We see more because we have more cameras. No, we see more. Because we have more cameras in the instances a lot more often. You think about if I put a camera outside for 365 days, how many days in that year will I see a bird fly directly in front of the camera? The camera's been out there for a long time, but there's some instances that only happen every now and then. Now, there's no way you can catch this happening so much with all the cameras in the world. Someone has a camera. They have to have a camera. They have to be at that point. They have to be there at that point in time. The whole, these people's days have to happen in a way that they're so agitated when they meet one another. How many things has to happen for that perfect moment to where a camera just happens to be there? And I just happen to be the person that's going to put this on the Internet. No, it's all happening more. People are cracking because not everyone's brain is ready for this shit. Their brains, the internet is overloading brains. (laughs) People's minds can't take the concept of something being a million different things. Like, even if they're not consciously aware, even if they have biases, to where on the surface they feel like I know, I know what this thing is. Because they're consuming so much information from so many different comment sections. Subconsciously, they know it's not one thing. So on the surface, they're fixated on what their belief is. And in the background, their brain is spinning that Rolodex, spinning that wheel. 
what is this? What is this? What is this? And then it gets even more amped because the brain doesn't understand. So the amygdala is firing like a motherfucker. Trying to figure out, like, is this, this, is this danger? And now on the surface, they're already feeling anger. That anger gets amplified. Because, you know, that, that fire alarm in the back is ringing. Like, danger, danger. <laughs> and people are snapping. It's an amazing thing to watch, man. I'm actually... Like it excites me. Not it it it's sad in a way, but it excites me. Like the reality of it, of the amount of people out here just hurting each other and going off and snapping and just being insane. That's all sad because that's the human side of it, and you know that shit does affect people. And it could one thing can scar generations. One thing can fix generations you know so that side of it is fucked up but the um the thought side of it how everything is coming together and there's no it's like strapping because there's no there's no ending point like these Realities won't stop from from white people being the the uh, the majority, black being black people being um, the minority, and white people viewing black people as a monolith, and then that group coming to terms with the fact that or real the realization that we are in a monolith, and then you look at men looking at women as a monolith and now that group realizing that women are not a monolith and then realizing that women are not a monolith and what you think about women is not a monolith and then it just keeps going keeps going keeps going it's like there is no there is no um, ending to this it will keep multiplying the more information we gather the more information we consume, the the vastness of our brains is just expanding, expanding, expanding. And if your mind is not ready to expand, you're going to snap. If you're not willing to accept that you don't know everything, you're going to snap. Have to go with the flow. Are you going to snap? And not on a surface level. You have to understand that there is no definites. Everything you see, nothing will be. Like every moment is just a moment. Every person is just a person, but they're not a person. Like they're they're 1,000 people. And one instance can push them into one one type of person or another because no matter what our personalities are, no matter what, what our construct and our mind of who we all are, we're not one way through the entire day. We might have one morality system in our mind or whatever, but every second I can be totally fine right now 
happy. Five seconds later, I can be angry. That anger can get pushed to rage two seconds after that five seconds. That rage could hurt someone. But it never removes from the fact that just 12 seconds ago, I was happy. I was a nice person. So then you say, you know, well, maybe it's the instances of being a nice person, the cumulative amount that would dictate dictate that I'm a nice person. That doesn't. That doesn't, you know, change anything. I could still do some fucked up shit. (laughs) And all of that could be based off a rolling emotion of 10 seconds. Rolling emotions of 10 seconds. That's not to say that I would, but the reality that I could is always there. So that's why the amygdala, amygdala is firing off right now because it's like we're getting brought as a whole to a reality that anything can happen from anyone at any time. And our, our minds wasn't wired to, to think that way. There are people in this world who suffer from PTSD that that is their reality that has been their reality they're looking at y'all like yeah wild shit is going on but you know when it when when did this become any different than what has always been happening they're not entertained by World videos on World Star. That's like, yeah, that that happens. <laughs> their minds. People with PTSD have had their minds expanded beyond what it was capable of handling when it happened. That's PTSD, basically. That's what's happening right now with the internet. This world is having its mind expanded beyond what it's capable of handling at the time that it's having its mind expanded. This is like the PTSD period for this world. Like you think about the Jurassic period (laughs) in a physical sense, in 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 a mental sense that's our period that we're in right now and anybody out there who has had PTSD or has PTSD understands the journey to healing it's a painful journey so I'm just saying strap up 
I'm, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> I mean it like a, it's it's going to get bumpy. Is it? It's going to be bumpy for a minute. Cause you know, rubber bands pop or spring back, but they both actions are violent. Okay, so here is the um, story time, and I haven't done story time for a while, and I think some of my funniest stories are stories where I, I got embarrassed, I embarrassed myself, or just some funny things that happened. Um, so I'm going to take it back on some super bad shit. I'm going to take it back to when I was a teenager. Uh, funny story. Promise, no, no sad shit. So... I think I, I forget where I was coming from, but I got off like where I to set everything up. I got off the bus in front of um, the projects. Now, if you're not from the south, your projects in your mind would be like tall buildings and stuff like this. But the projects where where we live, you know, down south, the projects of what you would, what most people would call, like, it would look like a big apartment complex where everything looks the same, but it's like an entire neighborhood almost. If you've never been to the south um, and actually walk through a projects, you, just to give you an idea what that is, but where I lived at was, like, I would say, um, a 15 minute walk from the projects if I walk fast. So I forget why I get I got off the bus in front of the projects, but I got off the bus in front of the projects and I was gonna walk on the outside of the projects, like the, the street to get to where I was going because it was, you know, I had to cross a railroad track. <laughs> but, so I'm walking and I see an acquaintance that's a friend of a friend of mine, and I'm I'm a lot more social when I'm si- when I'm 16, but I'm not like I'm a lot more. Well, I'm fucking I'm a shut in now, but I'm a I was a I was I was decent. I was a, how 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 does uh, Kendrick Lamar say anti-social extrovert? So I seen him, and I we get the normally like nowadays I wouldn't even acknowledge this motherfucker. I'm hoping that they don't say nothing to me so I can keep walking in silence. But back then, I see him, I say, what's up? And we get to talking, we walking back to uh, the street that I live on because that's where us, where our mutual friend lived too. So we walking down the street, we see these two bad, like, they were sexy as fuck. Like, they weren't even trying to be sexy. They were just... They, they had that that uh that left eye here like this shit was like bunnies but they were like it was slick and shit like <laughs> I don't know what that shit's called I don't know shit about women's hairstyles back then I, that that was not my focus but I hope y'all know what I'm talking about like that shit left eye had in um creep I think and they both had on these they were kind of like like leggings. And they were 
blue, like nuts, like sky night blue, but had like a little shine to them. And they both had like halter tops, like with uh black heels, but like not the runway heels, but they were like flats with heels and shit. I don't know. And they walk in to the corner store. It's crazy that I remember I could like go back and like as soon as I start thinking about it, I, just, I can just. It's creepy now because I'm 38. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm looking through the eyes of 16 year old me. So me and my partner, we see them, and my I would, my game back then was I I I got you to the, give me the number by feeling like I'm your friend. But not to be put in the friend zone, but we cool. I bring you, I got you relaxed and then ask for the number. But that involved a lot of finessing and talking. My partner was like, he saw me going through it. He was like, hey, let me get y'all done. Me and my man with y'all number. <laughs> like he just asked, he's like, okay. They, they gave us a number. Well, his thing, I think his thing was like, nigga, you are, like, why? You don't, you never even realize when someone's into you. You, you always got to be overboard. You know, you got that shit got to be a definite for you to jump. Like he's like, he's like, he, he's standing right here. You already got the balls already. Like went through the net, nigga. Just, <laughs> just get back up court. So we get the number, and um. We go to my uh, to my street. We end up hanging out that night. So I think the next morning was a weekend. I end up uh, calling the girl. We had a brief conversation, and I said I was going. Uh, she told me where she lived, and I said I was going to come by. So the the mutual friend of the the, the acquaintance I had, we out there talking, and I'm telling the mutual. I'm telling my friend. You know about the girl He like Nigga you front You ain't seen no I, I think I could told her Janet, Janet Jackson Like you ain't seen No fucking Janet <laughs> He just dogging me I'm like He was like Girls like That ain't even around He just he just going in on me I'm like I, I'm telling you I'm, We gonna go to her house Right now I gotta know where she live I'm about to hit her Let's go So me and him We go We take the 15 minute walk Back to the uh, Projects And we go to the house And he's There's four girls out there but not the one that I seen. It was um, one out there just doing something on the stairs. One girl was doing another girl's hair between her legs, and the other girl was just sitting there. So I, I was like, "So and so live here." They was like, "Yeah, who are you?" And I'm like, "I mean, I, I just, I think I said, uh, I forget what the fuck I said." But she was like, you you here to see who? And I said, hey, I'm here to see so-and-so. She was like, you ain't here to see her. I was like, no, I, I probably said some rude shit. <laughs> and then she was like, uh, you look like my fucking age. I'm like, how old are you? Um, is so-and-so. She was like, that's my sister and she 12. My partner fall on the ground laughing. And I'm standing there looking stupid. (laughs) 
And he's just rolling the ground. He's rolling around laughing. I mean, it's the loudest shit. It's like he, he has little bubbles of his face floating around my head, just like screaming in my ear. He's just going off. So then she, at the same time, he's on the ground laughing. This sister is on the porch just cursing me out. So all I hear is like white noise, but I hear his it's silence in. It's, let me tell you, it's silence. It's white noise. It's his laughing and it's her cursing me out all at once. And I'm just in the daze, but I hear. I can hear everything, nothing, and everything that's being said to a T <laughs> from e, from everybody. So after I snap out of it, to like redeem myself to my friend laughing at me. I put the challenge on myself that I'm going to spin the one who's yelling at me, which is the sister. So I put on my best talk game and I got this. I got her number. And I told her, she told me her sister, the 12 year old was at their aunt's house. I forget wherever the 12, 12 year old was, she was gone. So when I went home with my partner, we spent the day chilling and I end up calling the sister the the 16 year old sister telling her I'm gonna come over there cause I'm like not only am I going I'm going to uh do correct myself by getting with the sister my age I'm also gonna smash I'm I'm gonna redeem myself tenfold (laughs) this is how boys think (laughs) so I go over there I call her, I tell her I'm coming over. This the 12-year-old sister's still away wherever she is. We in the house. I go in the house with the girl. She go in the kitchen and she's like, her mother wasn't home yet. She go in the kitchen and she said, come in the kitchen and talk. We can sit in the kitchen and talk while I do dishes. So she's doing dishes and I'm sitting there looking at her and I'm looking at the water. I'm like, the water ain't like soapy. Why the water ain't? Is she washing dishes and just like water? So I get up and she got a bar of soap. <laughs> She's in the sink. Washing the dishes with soap like it's a baby. Like it's a like it's a person. Like at least like cut off pieces of the soap to get your water boiling. You're rubbing soap on dishes. I was like, that's bugged out. But I was like, I don't care. I'm not here for any of that. I'm here to smash. So I could, I could shave. You want to wash a plate like a baby? Wash a plate like a baby. I give a fuck. So like the the um the mother come home and she with two of her friends and they was already drunk and they was gonna go in the room. <laughs> I think if you're an adult, you know you know what that what that all sounds like. So I was bugged out. Like the mother didn't even care that the daughter had some random dude in the house. And for me, I was bugged out. Like it was too much ratchet shit <laughs> at once. And even at 16, I was like, yeah, this ain't, I gotta go. <laughs> like I could, I could, I could take the mother in the room doing what she doing if the, if the daughter is just like chilling. 
but the mother of the room getting a situation handled and she washing uh dishes in the in the in the sink with soap and the twelve year old is out, you know, it was just like too much wild shit. I, in my head I was like this the situation is too it's I, I don't wanna take part in this anymore. <laughs> So I leave. I make us a story about, you know, I, I got to go home and get something. I'll be right back. And I was just like, I just went home. She kept calling me. I just kept avoiding the call because I was like, that situation too wild for me to involve myself in for my, my own ego, you know, to make it worse. It wasn't even for nothing. Like, I didn't even... They wasn't gonna. It wasn't nothing. They wasn't gonna be girlfriends. They wasn't gonna be anything essential in my life. It was just for my ego. So I'm chilling at home. I get a call, but I don't recognize the number. And I answer the phone, and it's the twelve-year-old, and she's like, "How you just gonna uh, try to talk to me and fuck with my sister?" And I'm like, "Yo, you (laughs) twelve. Like, relax. Like, no. Like, that shit, even as teen, you know, that, sh- that shit is not cool. Like, I ain't, I'm not fucking with a 12-year-old. What's wrong with you? And she's like, she just rants for a while. And I could have just hung up. But I, I felt bad that, well, I don't know what she going through, you know, because it sounded like her life might not be too sweet. And I was an empathetic person, even though I was an asshole back then. So I didn't hang up and she just was spazzing. I was like, yo, you 12. Like, <laughs> she was like, so that what that mean? You don't want to fuck with me? It's like, she, I'm like, yo, you, you 12. Like, I don't want to violate you. Like, I don't, like, you shouldn't want to get violated. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Like, it's, that's, that's no, you 12. I don't want to fuck with a 12-year-old. And a 12-year-old should not be wanting to fuck with me. Like, this is not how it, this shit should be going, yo. Like, you... Fuck with boys your own age. Like, and if... Because it wasn't even the fact that I was thinking of me being 16. I'm like, damn, she probably out there with dudes. Like, I'm trying to, like, help her, like, put her in the mind. You know, I don't... fuck is wrong with me? session <laughs> I had too much of a heart. But she was like... She gonna get why is every fucking st- shit I have with a chick always end up with her calling her uh telling me she gonna get her brothers to run down on me. But that's basically what happened. That just popped in my head like I forgot which story I was explaining because midway three other stories popped in my head. <laughs> like outside of that. I was I actually had uh, a girl who's my girlfriend, and she was in the house getting ready to go somewhere with her friends, and she told me she was going to hand my uh, hand her friend the phone because her friend liked my voice. Think she had me on speakerphone, and I, I know they all in the same bathroom probably. My girl's in, in the in the mirror doing her hair, or whatever. And, you know, it's, it's her, my girl and her two friends and that's supposedly in that um, area getting ready. So I start flirting real in a real whack way with 
friend, like really silly, like nothing that you could either compre- even comprehend would be me putting towards a serious effort just to be funny because I know my girl's right there. So she loses her shit and grabs the phone from a friend and like curses me out and hangs up the phone. And I'm like, and my mind thinks she's she's in on the joke and she bugging. So I'm chilling. And then like an hour later, some nigga calling my phone talking about my girl is his uh little sister and he gonna do this and he gonna do that and I'm just like alright and he just going blah 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 and I'm like well she know where I live so alright and she get on the phone like fuck you mean alright like she's like started wilding on me and I'm like yo whatever the situation is where is whatever it might be but you know where I live <laughs> So I go, um, my uncle had, he kept a, um, I think it was a revolver. And, uh, the closet, uh, in his closet. So I went and got the revolver and the shit wasn't in there. It was funny because I, I went in there so many times and got it because I kept, like, as you know, as a dumbass little kid, I used to go in there and just get it and just hold it, thought I was some shit. It was just, you know, but I go in there and that shit wasn't in there. So now I'm like, I go in the pool, I go in the, uh, I just go grab a knife, like a thick ass uh, steak knife. I go sit, on, I go outside, sit on the porch and I'm waiting. Like, I might not be able to shoot somebody, but I'm going to stab the fuck out of somebody. <laughs> so she called my phone back. And started talking about how they had me scared and all that. And I went off on her. Probably like, don't don't fucking play with me like I'm some sucker or some chump. And then I think we, um, I stopped talking to her for a while. Can't remember what happened. But um, that always seemed to be the, the situation. I always have, uh, always had girls threatening me with niggas. <laughs> That's fucking weird. What was I? Uh, I, I said the end of the, the story with the, uh, the little girl. She said she was going to get her brother run down on me and blah, 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 blah. I went past the projects one day on the corner store. Yeah, I went past... I think the last time I saw is I went... I was going... So I was going to... um catch the bus to, to go to work downtown. That's why I always got off at that bus stop. Yeah, because that bus stop didn't go... <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I was going to catch that bus and um, I seen her and we just act like we didn't see each other, basically. No, no, no. I went. I was walking home and she kept... Not walking home. I was walking to the bus stop. She acted like she didn't see me and then kept like... I was on the outside skirts of the projects that she kept in the middle following me. I know it's stupid. But that's the story. It's story time. Everybody have a good night. Thank you.
Oh, 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 oh. Let me let me say as a disclaimer to that story because I never fucking mentioned it. I don't want anyone to get any wild thoughts. They did not look twelve. <laughs> Just so you know, because if they did, I wouldn't known that shit would never happen. All right.